Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. Allergies are forever. As clinicians, we understand that, but these can be very difficult cases and they're lifelong. So how do we discuss this with owners, get them to understand it? And what does successful allergy management look like? I think sometimes we are quick to give up on certain therapies, medications, because uh, an infection happens, an infection comes back, they get itchy when spring comes along. Very similar to allergies in people, they are often things that wax and wane, even if you are managing that case successfully. So I have this discussion a lot with owners when I'm discussing whether they want to pursue the, you know, financial commitment to do allergy testing. Immunotherapy is great. And you'll hear us throw around the number anywhere from like 65 to 75% success rate with that. And sometimes owners assume that means there's a 65 to 75% chance their pet's going to be on no medications within a year of being on immunotherapy. And that is definitely not the case at all. In fact, I'd say most of my cases that are on immunotherapy still receive other forms of treatment, but we see other benefits with that. And it doesn't just have to be immunotherapy. We could be discussing Apical, Cytopoint, Cyclosporin, anything we use to manage allergies. Um, what does success look like? So in, in my world, in immunotherapy, in a perfect world, of course, within a year, they would just be on immunotherapy and maybe topicals and parasite control, but they wouldn't really have to use any antipyretic therapies or pharmaceuticals. Those cases exist. We definitely have them. I've had cases that are horrific allergy cases before we start immunotherapy, and then they just respond beautifully to immunotherapy, and it's pretty amazing. Um, I have some cases that what I call B or C students. So I like to explain this and I've talked about this on the podcast before that there's A students, they're on immunotherapy, they respond beautifully. They don't really need anything else. Fantastic. B and C students are much more common. And what a B or C student looks like, like my own dog, for example, I'd give her like a B on immunotherapy. She still needs Cytopoint. But she used to need it regularly. She'd break out a couple times a year. Significantly enough, I could not control it topically, and she'd have to go on oral medications. Now, with immunotherapy, she only needs her actual cytopoint injection kind of as needed during certain seasons instead of consistently. And she hasn't been on antibiotics for a year and a half. So I've been able to manage the little areas she gets of irritation, erythema, topically. So to me, that's great success on immunotherapy. I'm managing her with immunotherapy, isoxazoline flea prevention, because um, that's always important, of course. And she has a she's on a diet that helps support her skin, and then she's also on um, topical therapy as needed with her immunotherapy and cytopoint as needed. So that would be, you know, a very successful story. What are other ways that things could be successful? Um, of course, sorry. And then there's failures on immunotherapy, of course. 
what are ways if you start a pet, say they're not going to go for immunotherapy and you're and you say, okay, let's start Apoquil. And they do great on Apoquil for six months and then they break out with an episode of otitis or pyoderma and the owner throws up their hands and says, oh, this is not working. You know, look back in the history. I often do this with my owners. I look back in the history. The other benefit we can see if we're successfully managing an allergy case is less infections. So instead of otitis every other month, they only get one or two a year. Great. That's a wonderful, successful uh, managed allergy case. Or let's say the severity isn't as bad. So we used to have to go on oral medications to control our infections. And now we can control those with bathing if they occur. We use something like, you know, pio mousse or shampoo more frequently when they start showing us signs of crusting and erythema. So having less frequent infections or less severity infections can be important. And sometimes going back in the history, and I've written out dates for owners. Okay, you know, two years ago before you were on the medication we're using to manage allergies, you were getting in, you got five episodes of pyoderma. Now we're only gotten one. Wonderful. That's great success. Or, hey, we dispensed antibiotics for the infections this many times last year. This time, you're still breaking out some, but we've been able to manage it, manage it topically, which is great. So that would be another you know, view of success that owners don't necessarily pick up on. They can see that they're doing really well and assume that infection means that what we're utilizing is not working. And we definitely want to make sure we're controlling that. We're also controlling the external factors, right? The flea control. If there's a food component, did they get into anything? All those easy things that when owners are living their lives in the hustle and bustle of the day are really easy to overlook and forget that, oop, we didn't get flea control or oops, yep, they got a turkey sandwich yesterday when they were visiting work. So really making sure we have those external things controlled is really important too. Now, the other thing that we see successful with immunotherapy is sometimes I have dogs or cats or horses that we put on immunotherapy We're not so sure. They go on it for 12 to 18 months and we kind of sit there and go, is it helping or is it not? And the owner decides, you know, maybe they want to stop it for financial reasons because they don't feel like it's helping. We'll stop it. And then within a month or two, we realize the pet's significantly worse. And so sometimes specifically with immunotherapy, not so much with symptomatic management, what we find successful is the, the lack of progression of the disease. Atopic dermatitis, we know, is a progressive disease. So they tend to get worse as they get older. They start out seasonal, now they're non-seasonal. They were controlled with the symptomatic therapy, and now they're not controlled with the symptomatic therapy. So immunotherapy sometimes just halts that progression of disease, which can be really beneficial to us since we know that allergy management is really tough. We have a lot of great tools out there. But there are still some cases that don't respond as readily even to the tools that we do have. I mean, I have some pets that don't even fully respond to steroids, even if we're willing to assume the risks and side effects with that. We have to be on multiple different therapies. We have to use things off label. So if we can utilize immunotherapy to help prevent that from happening, then of course, you know, that is going to be success for us. Those are really difficult cases to really decipher, though, because you're having to read through everything, or you may have to try to stop to really see if they get worse or they stay better. So those are kind of the main things I think about, whether it is symptomatic therapy, Epiquil, Cytopoint, Cyclosporin, even steroids in some cases, um, or immunotherapy. 
How can we tell overall the plan that they're on is better? You know, one, obviously immunotherapy, it'd be getting off of all of their medications. Um, Two would be less severity, less frequency of medications. So we used to use Apical year round. Now we just have to use it seasonally. Maybe you're choosing to use Cytopoint in that dog as kind of the mainstay therapy. They used to get six infections a year. Now they just get one. Great. That is wonderful management. And we can hopefully prevent the development of things like resistant infections. Um, Less severity of infections, as we talked about, used to have to go on systemic medications. Now we can control things topically. And then in the world of, you know, immunotherapy, less progression of disease. They don't become the pet that doesn't respond to any symptomatic therapy because we've implemented immunotherapy, even if we still need some help along the way while we're utilizing that. And these are all the conversations that can be quite difficult to have with owners to get them to wrap their head around because it is a, a really hard, frustrating disease. It is something that it's very common. A lot of pets experience. It's something that's very frustrating for owners to deal with. You know, if they hear their dog slurping on their paws and they feel like they found a solution, then all of a sudden there's a setback. So one of the tips I always have is I preemptively have owners on the lookout for flares. So when I have the rechecks that I call happy rechecks, they're doing well, we're going to start spreading things out. I kind of set owner's expectations that they might not make it the whole entire time to the recheck. So if I'm going to put them on a six month recheck, you know, I'll say we're going to spread things out to six months because things have been going well. However, flares happen with season changes. Even if we're on a good plan, of course, allergies are always fluctuating. So if you notice paw licking, chewing, scratching, signs of infection ahead of that time, I definitely want you back sooner. So we're not just reactively saying, oh, you got to come back because you're calling me and the pet's flaring. It's a proactive like, hey, if this happens, make sure they come back because I almost expect it to happen. And if it doesn't, wonderful. You know, we're all really happy and excited about that. So client communication, putting that in the discharge, verbally saying that, having your staff trained to say that can be really helpful in the long term, you know, management of not only that that pet, but that owner for, for allergies, because it is something that they're a huge part of it. They are the people providing the therapy. They're the people paying for this. So we want to make sure that their expectations are set. And that also is, um, by kind of letting them know what successful allergy management means. It doesn't mean we'll never get infected again, but these are the top things that we're really looking for. And of course, there are pets that go on a certain therapy and then they do become refractory to it because their allergies progress. We certainly have pets that don't respond to certain therapies. We have pets that don't respond to immunotherapy. So of course that does happen, but we just want to make sure that we're looking at that pet as a whole for the allergy management and having those realistic expectations so that we don't give up on things too quickly because there's only a finite amount of things that we can really utilize. We're really fortunate that we have new therapies, new topicals, new allergy tests to really help with that. And obviously there's going to hopefully be more even in the future, but we also want to make sure that we work with the owner to know what to expect to lessen the frustration. And so that we don't give up on quality medications because a flare happens because unfortunately it's bound to. So I hope that helps with really thinking about successful allergy management. A, you know, I see a lot in records like, oh, the gonorotitis isn't working. Let's move on. We want to assure that we appropriately manage these cases. Um, and that does not mean perfection. Management, not perfection, is always really important to um, really emphasize that point to owners. I tell them that all the time. That includes 
their itch level. If it's, you know, a three out of 10, a two out of 10, it used to be a nine out of 10. Cool. We're probably pretty happy with that. We don't want to over medicate just to get like a one out of 10. That might not be realistic for that pet. So really just kind of working with management and setting those expectations is going to make your relationship with owners of allergic pets and then your job and frustration with managing these pets a lot better.